Well, hey, kids, this is The Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm The Preacher. Howdy, howdy, howdy. My name's Trevor, the rootness, tootness, grandest piano player in the old out west. This side of the Mississippi. Appreciate the rootin', not so much the tootin', Trevor, but um, why are you talking so weird? Well, so we're recording this, um, you know, I figured I wanted to really get in the zone. I'm at an Outback Steakhouse out west, and I just ordered my food. i got about 20 minutes to spare, so I figured this would be as good a time as ever. And this is me eating a blooming onion and a sweet potato with cinnamon and butter. Yep. Even though I just ordered it, somehow they got it to me. It's amazing. Great well, service at Outback. You know what else is great? Today's uh, podcast, because you are going to be telling us a story from the Bible, and I'm going to ask some questions just to kind of clarify, make sure I understand everything, and at the very end, we're going to make a little catchy theme song so you guys can help um, remember what we talked about today. So make sure you stick to the end, kids, because the theme song is going to be awesome. Now, today's Bible story, though, is going to be awesome as well, because, can I get a little reverb on this? Today, we're talking about the creation story, story, story. Genesis chapter 1. Let's do it. All right, hit the theme song. Put down those yummy goldfish. Because guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher. All right, well, our vocabulary word for today is Genesis. All right, kids, can you say that after me? Say Genesis. Genesis. Genesis, yeah, Genesis. It's a great job, kids. You did really good. Can, can you try that one more time, kids? Say Genesis. 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 That's awesome. How many kids do we have, have in here? Try, go one more time, kids. Genesis. 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 It was really nice of us to buy all these microphones for all 10 kids. I love having a live audience of kids for our podcast. If you'd like to be a part of our next live audience, by the way, just uh, send an email to Jeff Jitley. Now, uh, that Genesis, kids, Genesis, this, that's, that's the name of our book. And like, just to kind of sum up Genesis for you, if I had to give it to you in a phrase, it's this. Genesis is the book of firsts. It's the book of firsts. Not only is it the first book of the Bible, but in it we get the first day, the first star, the first shark, the first chicken, the first pig, the first flower, the first dog, the first cat, which God could have left those things out. Also, we get the first human, the first marriage, the first sin, and so much more, which brings me to a very important question for you today, Trevor. What is the one thing that God created in Genesis that you're most thankful for? Oh, I'm going to have to go with just a trusty harmonica. Harmonicas are great. I actually love minivans. Me too. My wife is not on board. I'm. I love them. That was my first car. Yeah. What? Your first car was a minivan. Well, my first vehicle was a minivan. That's, that's special. Now, Genesis could also be called the book of beginnings because it has the most epic beginning of any book ever. Can I get some reverb again for this scripture reading? Here we go. Genesis one one. In the beginning, God. 
created the heavens and the earth. That is so cool. Can I try? I would love to try one. Bean burritos wear boots on Wednesdays. Hmm. What's what's so special about Wednesdays? Uh, it's when we have youth. No, that's true, actually. Now, back to Genesis 1. Um, here's what makes this first verse so important. Lots of people believe that there is no God and that the universe came from a random explosion. Um, but I think an intelligent designer like our God had to be behind it. Like something this amazing, like our planet and our universe, it can't come from – something does not come from nothing, right? So let's pretend that one morning I woke up and I went downstairs and in my living room, right in the middle of my house, someone had taken 100,000 Legos and they had built out a life-sized version of Bluey. Sounds expensive. Sounds expensive. But, but cool. Quite expensive, um, but worth it because Bluey is by far the best cartoon on TV right That's now. True. Now, if I saw this life-sized Lego Bluey, here's what I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say, that must have come from a random chance explosion. Somebody must have thrown a grenade in my TV room and ta-da, there's Bluey. No. What I would do is I'd immediately go and grab my son or my daughter, and I would say, hey, you're a genius, and also build me a life-size model of Doug because I'm about to introduce you to cartoons from the 20th century. Mm. Theme song, go. Ask your parents. It's amazing. Now, here's the thing. This is the whole point of the creation story. God did it. Like, look around at this amazing universe. God did it. There's like a hundred lightning bolts striking the earth every second. And the Bible says in Job that the lightning bolts report to God. There's a star being born every 0.002 seconds, like star, 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 star. And the Bible says that God calls these stars by name. I mean, like, did you know that there is a certain falcon that can fly 200 miles per hour? No way. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, God made these flying rats, also known as birds, and they're nasty except for owls, but, but he did it. Like God's creative majesty is just awe-inspiring. So the point of Genesis 1 is that it's, it's that God did it, and so God alone is worthy of our worship. He designed, he ordered the universe. Now, order is, an, is a very important word because um, Genesis 1 is all about putting things into order. You see, after the first verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis says this. It says, the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light, and off we go into creation. Now, this is so interesting to me, because according to the story, God starts with an earth that's just a mess. Like, verse 2 says that the earth was formless and empty. It's like really dark, covered with deep waters. It's just, it's weird. I mean, like, imagine, if you will, being out in the middle of the ocean, and it's night, and there's no land in sight, and it's cloudy, so no light peeking through. You can't see anything. All you hear is, like, the wind, you know, and, and, and the water around you. That's where God starts. The Hebrew phrase for this is actually uh, the, the word tohu bohu. Hmm. Tugabaga. No, it's, um, it's, it's, it's tohu bohu. 
to who boo who. Okay, we're gonna need kids, kids. Put down your snacks, please. I'm, we're gonna need a little help from you. Can you guys say tohu bohu? Tohu bohu. That's so fun. This kids, one more time for Trevor. Tohu bohu. <laughs> Great job, kids. Kids, you're awesome. Thanks so, for your help. Thanks for your so help. So fun to say. Now, um, the word just means chaos. So basically, in this story, what we have is God comes face to face with chaos. Chaos is like the supervillain. God is the superhero, and he effortlessly defeats the chaos monster by just sort of cleaning things up. Now, let me lay out the order for you. First, in day one, God separates night and day. Then in day two, God separates the water from the sky. Then in day three, God pulls the water back on the ground so that land and plants can appear. The first three days, basically, he takes this dark, chaotic water world, and he tidies it all up. Then, in days four, five, and six, he fills all those spaces with the right things. So, day four partners up with day one because he puts the sun, moon, and stars in the night and the day. Day five partners with day two because he puts the fish in the water and the flying rats in the sky. And then day six partners with day three uh, because he puts animals and people on the land. Amazing. Now, let me make this real for you. Um, Trev, I want you to imagine that for dinner tonight, your dad's bringing some Chick-fil-A home. Yes. It's yes. awesome. Yeah. Is, wait, wait, is this real? No, it's not no. real, but I want no. you to imagine it. Okay, gotcha. So, um, your dad's bringing Chick-fil-A home, and your mom's like, Trevor! What? Trevor! What? Clear the table and get it ready for dinner, Trevor! <sighs> Fine! All right, so you run to the table, and when you get there, it's just sheer chaos, forks, knives, plates everywhere, the centerpieces on the floor, chairs turned over. So in that moment, Trevor, what are you going to do? I'm going to have to immediately clean that table up because the Chick-fil-A doesn't wait for anybody. That's right. You're going to clean it up. You're going to get the plates in the right spot, the forks and the knives in the right place, the centerpiece in place. This is basically what God does in the first three days of creation. He tidies up the mess. Then in days four through five, uh, four, five, and six, he fills those spaces with the right things. So this would be like your dad rolling in with the food, dropping the nugs on your plate. This would be like your mom walking over, lighting the candles in the middle of the table, and everybody sitting down at the table to eat. And just like Chick-fil-A, when God finishes ordering uh, the earth in days one through six, he says, wow, this is very good. And then he rests on the seventh day. Then he probably eats Chick-fil-A. Yep, I, I, you're probably right. I, don't, I, I doubt Chick-fil-A would be closed for God. Definitely not, because God created Chick-fil-A. Now, God was right. Our world really is very good. See, you know what science has found? Science has found that our planet and solar system is perfectly designed for us. For example, scientists say that we live in what's called the Goldilocks zone, the Goldilocks zone. If you ever heard the story of Goldilocks, it's the story of uh, this villainous girl who breaks into the bear's house and she, she eats their Pop-Tarts. First, she eats the dad's Pop-Tart and she's like, oh, it's too hot. Then she bites the mom's Pop-Tart and she's like, oh, this is too cold. But then she eats the baby bear's Pop-Tart and she's like, oh, that's just right. Which is why scientists call the little part of our solar system where Earth is the Goldilocks zone, because it's just right for human life. If we were even a little closer to the sun, all the oceans would evaporate and we'd burn up. Or 
if we were a little further away from the sun, we'd all freeze. And everyone but Elsa would basically be icicles. So it's crazy, right? Okay, let me give you another one. Did you know that the planet Jupiter is so huge? And because of that, it has a really strong gravitational field. So whenever comets come flying towards the Earth, that would literally smash us into a bajillion pieces. Did you know Jupiter serves as this big shield and it blocks the comets? God is so awesome. He put Jupiter there. And there's like so many details just like that. So look, Genesis 1 it's not really a science book. It's more like a worship song, praising God for the beauty and order he brings out of chaos. He did it on day one, and he's been bringing order and beauty out of our crazy lives every day since. And, you know, speaking of songs, Trev, are you ready to sing one? Yeah, I think I got enough to work with here. All right, so I'm going to give you like 30 seconds to prep while I review today's work with the kids. Kids, thanks for listening today. Here's your homework. First, your key truth is order. Order. Always remember, when we face the supervillain of chaos in our lives, God can bring order. So take all that chaos to him. Second, your memory verse is Genesis 1.1. So epic. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Third, your prayer assignment, as soon as this podcast is over with your parents, your prayer assignment is to worship God, the creator. I want you to think of five things God created that you love, and I want you to tell them about it. Then last, here's your last thing, and this is so cool. Last, I want to give you your first secret word of the week. Now, here's the trick. At the end of each episode, or maybe at the beginning, or maybe in the middle, we're going to give you a secret word. And uh, at the end of the week, you'll have three words. These three words together will form a silly phrase. And if you bring this silly phrase to your pastor at church this Sunday and you say it to him, you will get a super awesome secret prize. How cool. So what's our secret word for the day, Trev? Squirrels. Squirrels it is. How cool, kids. Write it down. Don't mess it. All right, Trev. Got the song ready? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of this one, actually. All right, let's hear it. I just have one request. Please fit in the word tohu bohu. You got it. Day one, he separates the night and day. Day two, the water in the sky six feet away. Day three, he makes the water tidy up its room. Four, five, six, the planets, animals, and me and you. No tohu bohu, cause there's me and you. No tohu bohu, cause there's me and you. And that's going to do it for us on The Preacher and the Piano Man. Again, kids, right now is your time to pray with your parents and worship God by thinking of five things that you love about creation and thanking God for those. Or six. Or six. Why stop there? Do ten. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.